when you put your destination in GPS, right? You know where you want to end up, but your course along the way could change. And you just get that little voice rerouting as they figure the next thing out, right? So <laughs> you, you know you have the destination in mind, but you're not worried about four steps from now. It's just, well, this looks like an interesting turn. Let's do this. Let's take this step. Okay, cool. Now I'm going to take a left here and I'm going to try this, knowing that you're going to eventually arrive at your destination. Welcome to Amplify. We are here to help you own your truth, use your voice, and stand out as the most unapologetically aligned, abundant, and authentic version of you so that you can make a big impact in the world doing what sets your soul on fire. Because you and I, we are meant to stand the F out. I'm your host, Lauren Salon, and I'm a public relations and marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, former on-air entertainment host and past professional fitness competitor and health coach. And several times per week, I'll be bringing you epic guest conversations and solo episodes along with the tools, tricks, and tips that you need in order to step into your power, own your purpose, and stand out in the world as the most vibrant version of you. Because I believe that the more you you are in the world, the more successful and fulfilled you will be. So what do you say? Are you ready? Let's get amplified because blending in is bullshit. Welcome back to another episode of Amplify. Today, I sit down with one of my dear friends and former clients, Abby Schultz. Abby teaches entrepreneurs how to create aligned businesses and scale to six figures. She envisioned her professional life 20 years ago, but let people talk her out of it because it didn't make sense to them. No one had ever heard of a business coach before, but eventually Abby trusted her intuition to pursue her unique path and she succeeded. Abby has been a serial entrepreneur since the age of 24, starting with a brick and mortar dance apparel store called Dance Diva. She taught herself marketing, advertising, accounting, how to build a website, social media marketing, and all the other aspects that are congruous with running a business. In 2014, Abby started building websites for CrossFit boxes, Beachbody coaches, and personal trainers. She set a goal to hit $100,000 that first year and crushed that goal. In 2016, her website building morphed into a small business coaching business, and she taught all aspects of business systems to entrepreneurs. In 2018, she was brought onto the Matthew Hussey team as a systems architect to build out all of their email sequences and sales funnels. Now... Abby is, like I said, and you guys will hear in a second, she is here to change the world by teaching women that they aren't stuck and helping women release the BS that is blocking them and showing them how to step into their power to change the world. Enjoy the episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Amplify. Today, I'm sitting down with my friend and former client, Abby Schultz, what up, who is a freaking awesome human being who is here to help change the world by teaching women that they aren't stuck. She is part like witchy, woo-woo, unicorn, fairy godmother, part tech genius, and just such a lovely human. And I'm so excited to have her here to talk about all things from like comparison to jealousy, to starting your own business, to the backend systems, like all that kind of stuff. Abby, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. I am super excited to be here with you. Well, thank you so much. So am I. And I always, I feel like I say this every single episode, because as you know, like I pretty much do this show right now as like invite only. And I bring people on like you who I think are awesome and like playing a big game and making an impact in the world and who I also just all love to hang out with. Right. Because I feel like this is such like an organic like hangout time. And uh, obviously we like get into the real stuff and add tons of value for, for the audience and everything, but it's selfishly like so much fun for me. So I'm super excited you're here too. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. I I'm super excited. Cause that's like, 
pat on my back, you know, hey, I'm one of the cool kids. Like, isn't that what we all aspire to be? I'm in. <laughs> oh, you're welcome, I guess. Oh my gosh. Okay. So as you know, we get started with some rapid fire. So we're just going to fire away. First thing that comes to mind. You ready? Let's do it. All right. What are you grateful for right now? Mm, the weather is fantastic here. I am sitting down having a conversation with you. Man, there's so much to be thankful for. I'm like, what is there? There's so much. Um, the freedom I have to be able to start late, lazy mornings, mm. um, the ability to get up and work out, have my morning coffee, you know, just really feel into and get into myself before I can take on the world. Oh, I agree with you on all of that. What is one of your guilty pleasures, whether or not you feel guilty about it, right? I feel like I, for some reason, because we're all, everyone I have on the show is like super aligned and like, you know, self-aware. They're like, well, I don't feel guilt about it. I'm like, that's, you get what I'm saying. (laughs) Exactly. So fun fact, I uh, don't do well with dairy, but I love ice cream. Mm, Ice cream is my go-to. I will eat an entire pint of the Ben and Jerry's. The non-dairy ones don't taste the same. Like they just don't give you that, that pleasure. So yeah, if I'm really feeling saucy, I'll, I'll eat some ice cream. Okay. Which flavor is like your go-to then? Um, I love peanut butter flavors, Uh, Yeah, but more like the ice cream and the swirls than the chunks. Yes. Yes. I put away, I probably put, put down a pint of halo top peanut butter cup, which yes, is not the same as ice cream. It's not the same at all. And it still hits the spot. And if I want to be like, you know, a little bit better, especially when I eat one of those babies in two sittings, typically like half one night, half the next night. Right. Like exactly. Yes. (laughs) Chocolate and peanut butter. Mm, Delicious. My favorite. All right. What's a random fact that not many people would know about you? I have a scar on my tooth. What? Yes. I didn't know that was a thing. Right. I didn't either. So yeah, I have a scar on my adult tooth from when I was a child. Um, I was in daycare and I was doing the balance beam on the sandbox. You know, we all pretended to be little gymnasts and I was balancing and I fell and hit my face on the wooden parts of the sandbox. And I knocked out that front tooth. It's this one. And now that my adult tooth grew in, I actually have a scar on it. No way. Like, like a yes. line. Yeah. Uh, can you see? <laughs> I'll send I you cannot, a picture. But next time I see you in person, it's I'll a legit to take a scar. Look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I know that, like, if you bang your fingernail or toenail really hard um, or hit your finger really hard close to the nail bed, the nail will grow out with a mark on it. Um, kind of like that scar. So maybe that's kind of that, but I guess, yeah, since your tooth, your teeth don't keep growing and fall out sort of like keep growing forever, like, uh, (laughs) your fingernails, it it's, I guess, kind of a similar thing going on. Interesting. Never knew that was a thing, but you know, that's one more thing to add into my unique flowerness. I know. I love (laughs) it. If you weren't doing what you do now and, obviously like we get to, you know, you and I, we create our, our business, our life on purpose by design very intentionally. So we are doing what we are meant to do and like for designing our life the way that we want, according to our desires. And if you couldn't do what you are doing now, what kind of like job or career would be super, super cool to you? Or like you always thought would be really interesting. My original plan was to be a backup dancer in music videos and to be yes. a Lakers girl, just like yes. Paula Abdul. <laughs> this yes. is entirely new information that is a surprise and so much fun for me to learn about you. Right? Yeah. I actually grew up dancing and that was my big the... dreams. Yeah, I was going to. I know you had your dance company. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah. that's actually why I started with that because that's what I knew at the time. Um, so yeah, I was going to be a dancer. I was going to be a Lakers girl. I was going to, you know, do the whole thing. I actually auditioned for the Rockets once. Um, so, you know, I had big dreams. I was going to be on Broadway. I cannot sing, but I can dance. (laughs) Okay. We need to see more dancing, please. Thank you. 
the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you can tell I yeah, love maybe. it. The, the technicality is gone, but you know the That's passion okay. is still there. That's okay. <laughs> so, I, well, you pretty much just answered my next question. Was what What do you want to be when? In, what did you want to be when you were little? Dancer, Lakers girl. Dancer, super, yes. J Lo, Paula Abdul. When is the last time that you cried? Oh, that's a great question. Weirdly enough, it's not something I keep track of, but I know it was recent. <laughs> I'm like, it happens so often. It's like, if it hey. doesn't happen daily, you know, um, probably, okay. Yeah, I do remember yesterday. Um, we, we were laughing so hard that I ended up crying because at that point it was like, I realized how stupid things can be in life and how people mm. get so caught up. And so, you, you know, when you kind of get that hysterical, like laughing for no reason, and then you just you can't like, stop. Yeah. You cross the point of no return and you're just crying and you have to like leave the room. Yeah. And you're just like, <laughs> I got to compose myself because I'm laughing. I'm crying. There's like snot running from my nose. Like it's a whole yeah, scene. Sweating. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's yeah. not that funny. Like it's funny, but it's not this funny. <laughs> exactly. So I would say that was, that happened yesterday, but like, as far as like a good soul cleansing cry, that's probably last week for sure. I just okay. go through, go through some, some times where it's like you, you, get in your head and you remember some stuff and then you're shown new stuff and you're just like this fantastic and terrible all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you with the regular cries. And, and once again, you answered my next question, which was going to be, when's the last time you laughed so hard that you almost peed your pants. And that's, that's, I think it. Yeah, Great. that's it. <laughs> Where is the next place that you want to travel to? Mm, regardless I, of like any restrictions those sorts of things if restrictions weren't a thing yes um so I I love resorts mm. um we used to do cold travel skiing and like going to New York City and doing all of that like the vacations where you have an itinerary mm -hmm. um but I really look forward to the ones where you just go and you lay half naked on a beach and people bring you food and drinks and you have yes. nowhere to be and like no yes. responsibilities that that is the ultimate so I'm very much looking forward to when we're able to get back out and get into like resorts and beaches yeah. where and would you want to go like exotic. out of the country or I really want to do Fiji mm. or like Bora Bora yes yes same all right now we're going to get into the juicier stuff. I would love if you could tell us all your story and we don't need like, you know, the, the super like longest version, anything like that, whatever, you know, I, you know how to tell your story, but, but yeah, tell us your story. How'd you get to where you're at now doing what you do? Okay. Okay. So, um, it is kind of a long story, but I will give you the abridged version. So I've come full circle in 20 years. I knew, I knew what I wanted to do when I graduated high school. I wanted to be a business coach, but that wasn't a thing, right? right. Life coaching was not a thing in 2001. And so I got crazy looks and this is kind of what led me into, you know, feeling so aligned with your podcast is the blending in because it was like, okay. Clearly I'm the crazy one, right? Nobody believes in this. I can't articulate what it is that I want to do. So what the crap do we do, right? Mm -hmm. So I went to school for psychology because that was the closest thing, counseling, therapy, helping people, right? Yeah. And I remember sitting in Psych 101 and listening to the teacher talk about narcissism and um, schizophrenia and all this. And I was like, I don't want to help crazy people because I'm an empath and I would take all of that on and they don't teach you how to protect your energy. Right. Yes. So it was like, okay, clearly I have made the wrong decision and we need to figure something else out. So, um, went for a business degree, did the good adult path and ended up getting laid off from my corporate job so much for the good, safe adult path. Right. Like mm -hmm. I just got a good kick from the universe. But that's actually what led me to start Dance Diva, which was the business. So it combined my passion of dancing and business. And, 
you know, with a severance package and like six months of unemployment, I felt like nobody could tell me nothing. I was making money. I had this. So like, I was going to start this business and it was going to be fine for six months. Right. I didn't have to answer to anybody. Yeah. Did you, so did you feel pretty confident like in that? Cause when I first left my last PR agency, like I, it was those first six months were like empowering, but also like, what the fuck are you doing, Lauren? Get a real job. But it sounds like you were like, Oh, I was all in. I am taking over the world. Yeah. I was all in funny side fact. Um, when I worked with the SBA to get my business loan, I told them I only needed $30,000 to fully stock a store, pay rent, order inventory fixtures, electric, everything. Right. And they were like, okay. that, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> like, are you sure? It. Yeah. Are you sure? And I'm like, okay. So I went, I scrapped everything, scrapped all my financials, redid it, started over from scratch, didn't use any notes, came up with $30,000. And I was like, guys, this is all I need. Like, this is legit all I need. So it was a great start. Like, again, people are thinking I'm crazy, but I'm just like, I'm owning it at this point. Like, we're just going to go with it. It's fine. Uh Um, And so, yeah, had that for eight years and realized I had still chained myself to a place for a certain amount of hours. So the same reason I yeah. didn't want to be in an office job, I basically gave myself a shinier version of that. Yeah. And that was dance classes, dance apparel, dance apparel. Yeah. yeah. So you had a physical location. Yes. For that. Yes. Ordering inventory, working with vendors. I learned a lot. And that's actually what set the foundations for everything that came after mm. building websites, um, building email systems, building all the tech stuff behind the scenes, I found, you know, very daunting at first. But when it's just you, it's kind of one of those things where you're like, oh, this either gets figured yep. out or we're going to fall, you know? So yep, that figuring so all that out. Life. Yes. So it just threw me into it. So I think that's that's really what got me started. And every little turn or twist that I've taken has been because of that foundation. That's so cool. So do you get to do dance stuff? Like, I know, I know you do your mirror work dancing, right? I do my mirror work. Yes. Yes. Which those who, you know, follow me on Instagram and I've talked about this in other podcast episodes, you know, what we're talking about with the mirror work. Um, But are you doing much dancing like these days? Oh, no. No, no, no. no. As an adult in LA, like you, you just, you cannot go in and take an adult dance class because you will get like, well, it's pirouetted over. Yeah. Right. Like everybody (laughs) out here has got something to prove. And I'm like, hi, I'm just here to have a good time. Thanks. They're like, no, this is an audition. (laughs) Yep. Yes. Yes. I, I started doing some dance classes um, the last couple years at like one of the big millennium, one of the big dance studios in LA. And I do like the, like, uh, hip hop cardio class. And I love it. I love it so much. And it took a while, like for the, for a couple months, I was like, so awkward with it. And I'm like, what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna sweat a lot and it's gonna be so fun. Um, but yeah, it's like legitimately like professional dancers in there. Yeah. Like, we're like, oh, I'll just take this class for a little warm up. I'm just like, here for a warm up. I'm, like, I'm like, I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, this is just an easy warm up. I'm like, this is my audition for exactly. <laughs> dance, dance team. <laughs> I'm taking this very seriously. Um, all right. So, so yeah, so that sets you up and, and I get it. Like when you're first starting your business, well, a couple of things from what you said is cause I had that same sort of thing. When I first went into entrepreneurship, I basically built myself like a job where I was an employee to myself, right. And to my clients. Um, and we adjust that over time, but I think that's one of the kind of like almost natural steps when you first Cause, cause that's what, you know, right. Um, but then also with what you said about like figuring out all the shit yourself, like, yeah, I'm like, oh, I can make a website. Like, I don't want to anymore, but like, sure. Yeah. I can build a fucking website. I can like exactly. code some shit. <laughs> like, um, so tell, tell us now, like what, what your business looks like today. Yeah. So I have truly come full circle. I have stepped into my 
business mentor, money mentor, unicorn fairy godmother role that I've always yeah. seen myself in. And I teach other women how to have a powerful life, how to light that spark up within them and to take on the world because we're all here to change the world. And I'm yes. here to do huge things. And that doesn't happen alone, right? I, I need to help other people do that so that they can grow, spread their wings, spread their message. And so really I'm here to be a stepping point for people. I think I'm definitely one to boost. Like, have you ever thought about like giving people like a boost up into a tree or something? Like, I feel like that's what I'm here to do. I'm not here to be like the end all be all household name of like, obviously that's the goal, right? But I think my role is more of a behind the scenes kind of like, I'm going to be your best friend and I'm going to like encourage you to do crazy stuff. But I'm also going to be the sister that's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like you need to dream a little bigger. You need to do this. Like I'm going to kick you in the ass to do it. So that's really what I've stepped into as a business mentor, as a money mentor, as a life mentor. Like I can teach you all the things that go on behind the scenes, but I'm also going to give you a dose of that woo woo and really empower you to be able to just chase your dreams head on. I I love it. I get that full package. (laughs) I love it. And what I want to share with everybody on that note, because I think when Abby, Abby can come off very humble and, and all that kind of stuff, which is not a bad thing. And I hope that you are aware of this, but if not, here we go. Um, she was in Forbes, be mindful to, re- uh, remain authentic when financially transparent. So in Forbes talking about money, like big fucking deal y'all. And another one, which, um, so fun fact for all of you, Abby went through my PR accelerator program. So having some media hits come through. So Forbes, and then one came out yesterday as well, that the team should email you about ASAP, but with doughroller.net. And this was a really cool one. What I've learned about my budget during the pandemic. And actually, why don't you like, what are a few lessons that you learned around budgeting and everything like that with given everything that's been going on the past year and a half. Yeah. So I, that's kind of, I think the, been the main topic is everybody's like, what the fuck do I do now? And I, funny fact, I read a stat that said that a lot of people now that they have to go back to the office are actually quitting their jobs. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because they they got freaked out a year and a half ago on, oh my God, my good stable job is gone. Now what am I going to do? And then to now a year and a half later realizing, okay, I don't need my job. I can do this, right? Like there's nothing more gratifying and more humbling than the universe ripping the rug out from under you and going, oh, you're going to figure this shit out, Mm -hmm. right? And so I think a lot of things, a lot of things came around money in this past year and a half was like, okay, how do we create money? How do we create Mm -hmm. opportunities? Where do we cut money? And I don't think cutting things out of your life has to necessarily be a scarcity or a lack mindset tactic. It can just be taking that upper level look at, okay, what am I spending on that doesn't really fit Mm -hmm who I am or where I'm going or what I actually want. And I think the pandemic forced a lot of us to look at that and go, okay, I don't need three gym memberships. I'm not paying for Netflix, HBO Max, Paramount, like all the things. What do I really want? Oh, hey, I can go down to the beach, run on the beach for free, but it also boosts my well-being. It boosts my emotions. It boosts my like feeling good, not even just in a physical way, but in like a soul nourishing way. Mm -hmm. And so I think we all realized that a lot of things that we were just throwing money at to make us feel better, didn't actually make us feel better. And they were costing us money. So, you know, it's been, it's been incredible. I wouldn't say that 
I mean, I guess I kind of wished this on us. So I might've manifested the pandemic because I was like, I want more time at home. I want to be able to make lunch at home. I want to be able to really get back to the roots of what's important to me and what do I want out of life? And then when the world shuts down, you're kind of like, oh shit, what did I do? Yeah. You're like, oh yeah. Cause when else, Sorry, guys. so what you said, I love, I love what you said there because I agree that like cutting costs is not the best way to have more money, right? Like, yes, having an intentional and mindful budget and not spending outside of your means, right? There's a difference between circulating money and, and viewing money as energy and, and trusting that abundance is always going to come, come to you. So there's a difference between that and spending irresponsibly and spending in a way that's disconnected from your money. And so I like what you said there that, yeah, like sometimes like that is the smart thing to do, but not from a place of scarcity of like, oh, not enough money's coming in, cancel everything and just stop the flow of money. It's more like, no, take this as an opportunity to reconnect with your priorities, right? Like, yeah, okay, if you're spending a ton of money and it's going all these out in all these places, like, are you really using all this stuff, right? Like, so I agree that even just beyond finances with the, everything that's happened the past year, like it gave us all a really beautiful opportunity to slow the F down. Cause we had to like, when else was like your calendar completely stripped and like, you couldn't really do anything like never, we've never experienced anything like that. So yeah, I like what you said about like, it, it was a great lesson in being more intentional with your time, your money, your energy, all of that. Um, what actually for you were some of your biggest lessons over the past year and a half? Ooh, so deep. Let me think. Um, <laughs> I think um, like a lot of people, I was forced to reevaluate my priorities. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's funny when you straddle, like, I know the spiritual woo-woo side, and I know all the inner work and the energetics that go behind stuff. But I also still have a corporate job. And I still answer to someone else in the 3d world Mm. so knowing that that 3d life has to continue but your 5d self is like whoa whoa whoa. like this is not good we don't like this we want to be this way and so the lesson I had was okay now that I have more time and now that I can see like what's really going on that the lesson is figure out how to best move forward. Mm. And I don't think that's something that kind of goes back to what we were talking about a minute ago. It's not something that you can clearly see when you're in the rat race, when you've just got your head down and you're like, I go to work, I sit in traffic, I do this for someone else, eight, nine, 10 hours a day, I come home and I have the smallest fraction of time for me. It was like that was reversed. And so for me, it was like, oh, I was confronted with, well, who am I Mm. now that all these other expectations and things that other people had put on me, those got stripped away because we weren't showing up anymore. We weren't having to go into an office. We weren't having to look at people. And it it was like, you sat with yourself Mm. and what did that actually mean? What did that actually look like? So I dove into and did a lot of inner work in this past year and a half. And I think this gave me the space to do that, to realign. I know pivot's been a huge word this this past year and a half, but to really realign and see, okay, what's working, what's not working and to face everything, you know, that had been forced upon me. So really coming back to myself was my biggest lesson. And okay, what do you want out of life? Where is this going? Where do you want to be? Because clearly we've been shown that nothing safe is safe, right? The only security we have is ourselves and moving forward within ourselves. So that's, I think that was the biggest lesson that I was taught. Absolutely. And I, I, like resonate with so much of what you said, like completely. 
um, about alignment, what is what is working, what isn't, like taking radical ownership for your life, all these things. And I really love what you said too about like nothing, like nothing is is safe or for certain aside from like relying on yourself, which I completely agree with. And even with thinking about jobs and stuff, it's like it you can get laid off in one second with no notice, right? And lose all of your incoming money, right? When you work for yourself and you have clients and stuff like that, it's very unlikely that every single one of your clients or customers are going to fire you in the same day. Exactly. Right? And so and that no so one will be there. <laughs> exactly. And so it's almost like there, yeah, sure. There's some security, I guess, in having like a nine to five with the steady paycheck, but also there's not like there's the, and, and if the last year and a half has shown us anything that like, we are never in control, right? We're never really in control of what's going on and like externally and outside of us. And, and so like that, that sense of safety and like having a plan and all that kind of stuff, like it's all just to like make yourself feel better. Cause like, we can't control what happens outside of us. Yes. I would love for you to speak into, because I've talked about this quite a bit, as you know, and, and the listeners know talked about 3d versus 5d and stuff like that. I would love to hear what that means to you. Like three, the living in the 3d world, tapping into 5d, like what that, what that means for you and like how that looks like to kind of like live between both. Yeah. So, um, for me, I would describe the 3d as, um, my mind. What am I doing? What am I thinking? Mm. Who am I here for other people? What is that? I don't want to say like a mask, but how do I get through the day here? Because obviously there's bills to be paid. You have human responsibilities or you're not going to have a house. You're not going to be able to eat. You're not going to be able to do it. So there, there are 3d games that you have to play and that's earning a paycheck, um, you know, paying your rent or mortgage living here on earth is Mm -hmm. a cost and that's the 3d I think and then with the 5d that's more of like what do I feel in my heart that's more the the flowy I call it the woo woo witchy stuff because it's it's the intangible it's the stuff that you can't touch it's the stuff that you can't explain it's just it's the knowing yeah you know where you kind of get that thought and you're like I don't know why that's even a thing, but I feel like I should do this at this point, or Uh I'm going to cancel all my plans because I have this feeling like that's the stuff that doesn't make sense to anybody else. And that for me is the 5d stuff, like just the feeling and the knowing. Yes. Yeah, I agree. The 5d is like the soul or alien parts of ourselves, (laughs) the like soul woo woo spirit, really, you know, and and that detachment and like coming from love and yeah, acceptance and all that kind of stuff. And the 3d, yeah, it's the, it's the like world stuff and 3d isn't necessarily bad. Like we're all, no. you know, we are souls having a human 3d experience. Um, we signed so up that, for this. <laughs> exactly. It's that balance and playing between, um, yeah, playing within those dimensions and stuff like that. Um, I actually love that you said that though, playing like, because when you're, when you're very confident in your 3d and your 5d, like straddling those, it's very fun to kind of get a little mischievous and play with that, like make everything a game. Okay. Mm -hmm. What can I do or say at this point to see if maybe something else happens or, you know, Hey, I know that if I do this assignment for work, that it's going to result in this, but what if I add a little bit more of me, of my crazy weirdness into this 3d work assignment? Like what would happen? What would that look like? So I love to be able to play in that, to just kind of Men, meld those lines together and, and just kind of see like, what, what can I get away with? And then what will just ultimately skyrocket into amazingness? Absolutely. I love it. Are you an entrepreneur looking to elevate your authority? Do you want to be known as the go-to expert in your industry, even more than you already are to reach celebrity status and get your message out to even more people around the world? Have you been considering public relations, but you just haven't found the right agency to work with? 
or maybe you haven't seen the results that you were hoping for, I get it. Working with a PR agency can be expensive and sometimes you don't get the results. At Influence and Impact, we've worked with some of the biggest heart-centered entrepreneurs in the game, helping them to land major media coverage, top podcast interviews, speaking gigs, and collaborate with influencers who are excited to share their message with their audience. We would love to support you in getting your message out into the world in an even bigger way so that you can make an even bigger impact. You deserve it and the world needs more of you. To learn more about Influence and Impact's PR and influencer marketing services, please visit laurensalon.com. What's been one of your biggest challenges um, or like rock bottom type of moments that you really like learned some powerful lessons in? Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Instagram has been such, such a huge learning curve for me because my foundation was with the business. So it was all about Dance Diva as a brand. It was never about me or who I was or why I was doing what I was doing, but it was, here's the store, here's what we offer, here's who we cater to. And so that had to change as I got into more of the mentor coaching stuff, because then I was my brand and I had to show my face and not just here's what I know and here's what I can help you with, but more of who I am as a person, more of my background so that people can connect with me. I know a lot of people have heard, you know, what's your why? Start with your why by Simon Sinek. And I think it's a, an amazing concept, but it's, it's easy to understand, but it's hard to grasp because showing up as you, as a coach, you're kind of like, here's my dogs and here's what I had for breakfast. And I'm like, no, that's not right. That's not connecting. So it's really navigating what will connect people with you and letting your weirdness show so that other people are like, huh, I'm a little weird too. Like she feels good. This, this is like, these are my people, yeah. right? That's it's letting them find you. So really that transition has been a challenge for me because I'm like, I've never had to show who I am before. And so really being vulnerable and connecting with other people on a soul level is it's very powerful, but it does take some navigating. And I think that's one yeah. of the hardest things I've had to learn. Yeah. So what ways have you stepped into like showing up more as you on Instagram and like, not just being like, Oh, hi, I'm business Abby. Right. Like how have you stepped into, yeah. Showing more of like, of the behind the scenes or like just who you are as, as the like magical human. Cause obviously like, we know that that's like so much like my thing. I'm like, yeah, like the more you, you are. And like, the more you show up like unapologetically and boldly and like share that uniqueness with the world, like the more you magnetize what, what you want and the more other people are drawn to you as well. And, and that doesn't mean we're like vlogging our entire day. Right. But, <laughs> but like showing more of that and realizing it doesn't have to be all just the business all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it was stepping back and I like to call it the non-judgy observer, like mm. really looking at myself from an outside perspective and thinking, okay, what have I taken on that maybe is other people's expectations of me or, you know, really getting to know who I am first is how that started. And that starts with stripping away what other people have told me I was, because when I would show up in those ways, it would come across as inauthentic. It didn't feel good. And I couldn't figure out why, because this was who I am. This is what I do. But when you take that step back and kind of distance yourself from it, you can see, okay, wait, this isn't me. This is why it doesn't feel good. And so it was, it was, I guess, a combination of stripping away everything like an onion, just peeling back the layers to see, is this me, you know, is this who I am or is this what other people have said I am? And then making that decision, really looking at everything piece by piece and then rebuilding myself in such a way that I am authentic. And then 
you don't have to struggle with the showing up. I, you know, I'm a systems background. I'm a geek chic kind of girl. So for me, everything was a problem to be solved. And it was like, well, we could figure this out. We're going to hard code this and like get a way forward and really figure this out. But that's not, that's not what it's about. Sometimes it's, I know we talk about be, do and have. And for me, everything was doing, I could do it all, you know, but it was like, wait, I need to take a step back and really decide who I want to be and who I am before I can get started. And then it's less of a chore. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love that. Um, Yeah. I mean, same page. Oh, I just got chills. Um, Same page with that. Absolutely. When we're like, oh, like, and because what you're saying is so much about leaning into the feminine energy, right? Showing up like in my authenticity and my natural magnetism and all that kind of stuff and not overthinking of it. it and, and then the approach was like such a masculine energy approach. Well, I'm going to let me break down the strategy behind how I show up more authentically as me. Yes. <laughs> what does that the look systems. like? I'm scheduling. Like, Wait a second. I think like, I'm on the right track of like, I'm aware that there's an issue, you know, like I see acknowledgement the is like the first now. step. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the way I'm trying to do it is part of the problem as well. You know, yes. I, I love that. Yeah. And, and it can be scary when you're used to being in that analytical space so much more, or like me, like former, like control freak overachiever, do all the things type person of being like, wait, I don't approach this like with a plan and like systems and it can't, it doesn't have to be stressful. I can just like show up and like feel into it and weird. That's scary. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Um, what for you have been some of the things since we're talking a little bit about the like masculine feminine energy stuff, some of the things like that have helped you lean more into that feminine of like showing up and being and allowing type of, of energy. Um, really it's, it's taking a good look at myself and at my life, the non-judgy observer and, um, surrounding myself with people who believe the same things or who can help me with those things. Because growing up, I've always been magical and I've always known that I was different, but when you're surrounded by people who think differently, you tend to just quiet yourself to fit in and to make it through. And I think really finding my tribe and um, seeking that guidance, because it's like, I have this thing in me, and I don't know what it is. So find a mentor that can explain it, find a squad that can, you know, hold your hand through it, that's experiencing the same thing, so that you're not focused on oh my God, I'm crazy, but oh my God, I am fantastic and wonderful. And Mm -hmm. these things that I have felt for so long, like I feel like home now and I feel like I can be myself. I know we throw around the word aligned, but that's really what it's about is finding that alignment. And sometimes that's within yourself and sometimes that's without yourself. That's the people that you're hanging out with, the food that you're eating, the locations that you're surrounding yourself in, it, it all comes together. And so I think that's overlooked a lot as we're trying to figure out ourselves. And I think that's where the masculine and feminine balancing comes in yeah. is really like you have to have both sides. You can't yes. just operate solely in one or the other. Yep. A hundred percent completely agree. Yeah. And, and for those listening who may who this may be a new concept for like men and women, we all have masculine energy and feminine energy. Right. And, and it's about like, like I was saying earlier, playing between both of them, like a woman, I don't think should always only be in her feminine, just like a man should not always only be in his masculine energy. It's, it's a balance. And as you get more aware of what those feel like and how, what the healthy manifestation of that looks like for, for yourself, we're able to like, uh, leverage that energy and tap into those different energies in a way that is really effective and supportive for us and what we're doing in the world. So, um, so yeah, that's, I love talking about the masculine and feminine energy stuff. I would love to know what right now in your life, you're like super freaking stoked about and like, just so excited about right now. 
yeah, I have had some massive clarity on who I am moving forward and what I'm doing. So I have several, I've revamped several of my programs um, to come forward in a way that really feels so juicy to my soul and leaning into that. And like I said earlier, just playing like, what if, what if I did this? What would happen? What could possibly, you know, go so right in this? So really just, throwing caution to the wind and being like, here I am universe. This is me in my, in all my entirety and knowing that I'm going to be caught. Right. So yeah. I, I know that sounds so wild and like all over the place. I'm like, Oh, she's a crazy dreamer, but it really is about what would happen if, and so really leaning more into that. And mm. I think when you have detachment from that outcome, for me, that's a huge one. It's like, I have my destination. I, I love analogies. So it's like a, when you put your destination in GPS, right? You know where you want to end up, but your course along the way could change. And you just get that little voice rerouting as they figure the next thing out, right? So <laughs> you you know you have the destination in mind, but you're not worried about four steps from now. It's just, well, this looks like an interesting turn. Let's do this. Let's take this step. Okay, cool. Now I'm gonna take a left here and I'm gonna try this, knowing that you're gonna eventually arrive at your destination, but it's gonna be amazing mm -hmm. along the way. And so really, and it's so easy to talk about. This is so weird because this is legit like the past six weeks that I've had all of these realizations. Like time is a complete illusion. And you yeah. feel like <laughs> I've been doing this work forever. And you're like, no, I just kind of leaned into like allowing and trusting the universe and playing with the universe wholeheartedly in the past six weeks. And it's just, it's incredible. It is incredible. Oh. I feel like I've been doing this for years. Yeah. It, yeah. Time is an illusion. Like we can collapse time. And, and again, like when we are in alignment and we are tapped into our energy and, and like our higher self and therefore tapped into like source energy, God energy, whatever, like freaking we get to like play with time literally. And so that kind of stuff, what has felt like years of work, you're like, holy crap, that was done. I did that in six weeks. Damn. You know, like yeah. same with just looking back, like even a year ago, six months ago, I'm like, oh, I'm like such a different human already. Like just in such a short period of time. I mean, 2020 was surreal for me and for so many people, like everybody, so much transformation. And so, yeah, like time does not have to be a linear thing, which is, no. is so cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I would love for you to, I know we talked a little bit about like comparison and jealousy and how you can use it for good. I would love to hear you speak into that a little bit more. Yeah. So I have a story for you, actually, yes. before we got on this call, before we oh, got on yeah. this podcast, um, I was, I felt like I had to prepare for a test. I was like, she's going to quiz me and I need to have these really good answers. And so I'm going to look back through my journal and I'm like, I want to have all the right words and say all the right things that make me sound really smart. And like, I know what I'm talking about. And then I realized okay, wait, like, this is crazy. I'm going to sit down and literally have a conversation with my friend. We've had so many conversations. There, there's <laughs> nothing different about this one. That's, it gets to be so easy. This is yeah. simply a, a very high vibe conversation. And so once I kind of took that step, I was like, oh yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think it's, you know, it still happens to to all of us, no matter how much work we've done, the comparison, the imposter syndrome, it's there because we're human and we're yeah. in this 3D world. And that doesn't mean that you're a bad human or that you're a bad witch or you know that there's anything wrong with that. You're just like, huh, you see it in your mind and you're like, that's cute. 
we're gonna just keep moving through that though. Like no judgment, but that's not the vibe we're going for and you move on. So I think knowing that everybody still gets hit with the comparisonitis, still gets hit mm-hmm. with the imposter syndrome from time to time. I don't think that's a bad thing. Honestly, I like to use it as an indicator of, holy crap, I'm doing something scary that maybe I've never done before, or I'm stepping into my next level and I'm the, the little fish in the big pond now. But instead of seeing that as like, oh, bad, wrong, this is not good. Like, oh, this is, this is fun. This could get juicy. Let's just see what happens. Let's just see how this goes. And releasing that control of that, um, of those feelings, just knowing that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. It's okay to have these feelings, but we're going to move through them. We're going to keep going anyway and still showing up. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. And, and it's, I, I mean, I've ta- I talked about this recently, like in a live or something, but the, those lessons that we have learned in the past, whether it's around imposter syndrome or comparison like that. And we think like, oh, well, I've, I've, I solved that problem. Cross it off the list. I did the work for that. And then you see it pop up again, even just like this, like today for you popping up and you're like, what the hell? Like, one, why are you even here? Like, why are you in my brain right now? Comparison and like anxiousness and stuff. And, and it's, and it's funny when that happens. And I kind of chuckle to myself now, sometimes like I get stuck in like frustration around it and been like, what the fuck is going on? You know? And then after the fact, you're like, Oh no, we, we never like fully move out of like all, like we get tested all the time. Right. Yeah. Some lessons, like you can like wipe your hands and like done, like cross off the list and it never really comes back to test you. But then there are a lot, especially when it's the lessons that we are here to teach, especially when it's the ones that we are here to teach, right? Those pop up time and time again to be like, oh, oh, you're an expert at this. You've mastered this. Are you sure? Did you really? Let's see. Let's see. What about at this level? Have you mastered it at this level? Cause you mastered it yes. at that previous level. But what about now? What about today? You still got it un- under control? <laughs> um, yeah. So I yeah. think those are the triggers for us. It's those are the powerful lessons. Those are the ones where you're like, oh, that's not coming back. I'm good. Mm-hmm. But it's going to come back because what you thought it was trying to teach you maybe was what you needed at that level. But now on the next level, you're like, oh shit, there's some deeper meaning in this. And maybe it's like something else. So there's like a next level of learning that has to happen. And you're just like, and it sucks when you're in it. Oh, you're just like, what is, what is going on? Why does this keep coming back? And that's literally when you have to just take a step back and go, okay, what is this here to teach me? And you're not like in the middle of the cyclone, like, what the fuck is going on? Like step back and like, get the, get the big picture. Okay, cool. How do we fix this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love, I love that for you. Like what are, what are some of your daily or weekly like habits or rituals practices that help you be successful and not just like like your business things, but like help you be grounded and embody the energy that you want to, to be in, um, help you connect with your higher self, like all that kind of stuff. What are some of your like, um, you know, success habits? Yeah. So this is really where the unexplainable stuff kind of comes in. Um, I have learned the hard way to have a morning routine. (laughs) Um, it's, it looks different every day. Sometimes it's journaling, sometimes it's reading, but I always have that quiet time to myself that do not disturb time where I shut the dogs out. I get up before hubby gets up. Like I have this time. I have my coffee. I listen to music. Sometimes I'll dance. I'll do my naked mirror work, journaling. Like I said, reading, pull some cards. Like sometimes I'll just sit in silence and process whatever is running through my head, but it's taking that time to fill my cup. I I love all the cliche sayings, you know, oh, you have to fill your cup first before you can help. Like, but they're so true. true. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I know it's cliche, but I mean, it, it really is. And 
I've I've had my husband say to me, oh, you skipped your morning, didn't you? Like, I can tell. And like, when he says that, you're kind of like, stop watching me. Okay. What do like, you know? Yeah, shut alone. Up. <laughs> you know, because then it's like, oh, someone else noticed that I didn't focus on me. Because when I focus on me first thing, then I give differently throughout the day and it's not draining on me. So definitely um, start there with that. And then also, I, I keep going back to this, but the concept of playing and like taking my next step, I know what my destination is. So, you know, what's that big goal? Okay. It's, $25,000 consistent months, right? Mm. What does that woman eat for breakfast? What does she wear to bed? What does she drink throughout the day? Mm -hmm. What does she do? You know, it's like, it's even just the smallest life tasks of, you know, does she scream at people in the car or... (laughs) You know, she have road rage. Does she have road rage? She might, but I, I yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> usually, I give people a thumbs up if I get flipped off. Thanks. Have a great day yourself too. Yes, <laughs> I used to react very differently. That's that's my <laughs> lesson that keeps coming back. <laughs> We're still dealing with that one. I love it. Um, it's okay. But but really having that vision of. Who am I becoming? Who am I at this next level? What does that look like? Because here's another cliche saying, you can't, <laughs> you can't get there doing what you've always done, right? Yeah. You can't get to that next level. What got you here is not going to get you there. So what needs to change? What did those individual choices look like? And really embodying that. Mm-hmm. And then also surrounding yourself with a tribe, with a squad that gets it and that's going to up-level you. It feels good to our 3D selves to be the big fish in the little pond, right? Because we're like on top of our game and we're goddesses in this little pond, but you're going to, you know, you're going to be not fulfilled. You're going to need to grow and you're going to want to grow and up-level. So you're going to have to make that jump and then what does that look like? Who are you hanging out with? Who are you emulating? You know, it's not a, it's not a copy and paste to be just like somebody else, but what about these new level people are you embodying? What can you take and apply to your life? So really just hyper awareness of where you're trying to go and how your daily mundane decisions feed into that. Yeah. I love that so much. What now a few, a few more questions we're getting and I could like keep talking. Oh, it's June 22nd, 222 PM here in Florida. Wow. Magic. What? Something's happening. I don't know. I'm sorry, everybody. Whoa. Um, <laughs> oh, we are such nerds and I love it. Okay. What's something that you are like so freaking proud of, whether it's like a big win, like a personal achievement, a business achievement, whatever. Honestly, um, this is kind of where the, the humbleness comes in because no, brag. I, I want to be like, oh, you know, I haven't done anything amazing in my life, but honestly, I've had so many really cool achievements. I have so many braggable moments. Let's see, where should I even start? One, I started my very first business when people told me I couldn't at 22. I think. Um, And from there, I never, I never let it get me down. Um, I try and like so many things are rushing in and just um, throw them out. I've had some incredible experiences. um, Not knowing that I was enough in my tech and systems work. And yet landing a job with Matthew Hussey on his systems mm-hmm. team, building all of his systems, that was incredible to be like, holy crap, I made it. I'm a systems architect. And if you know anything about the, the 
I, the IT world, it's like, that's an achievement for someone who didn't come up in, who was self-taught with the IT stuff. Um, I think it's showing up in Forbes and being printed in six or seven different magazines and, you know, just, just showing up and sharing my magic. But, um, Honestly, my life has been just so many braggable moments and it's so easy to be like, nothing big has happened to me, but really day to day is fantastic because I created this life. I'm here because of choices I made in the past. And, you know, it goes back to those intangibles. Like, it's just a feeling like, fuck yeah, I made it. I made it this far this is who I am. And I've really stepped into and owned that. So, you know, maybe I I don't have all of the big braggable moments in my mind, but just knowing that everything I've been through has gotten me to where I am. And I'm so proud to stand here today and be like, yeah, I did this Mm. and I'm still continuing to do this. I love that. Oh, yes. So while we get ready to wrap up here, I would love to hear about a time, like a specific time or event or incident or whatever, when you really decided to like stand out and own who you are, like, and, and use your voice, even if you were like fucking terrified to do it. Yeah. Um, that, that pops out for sure. So it was when the pandemic first hit, um, March, 2020, I was still working for Matthew Hussey and I was building all his systems and his emails. And I saw what we were doing to help the women who had been laid off, let go, who had their partners had lost their income as they were struggling to figure out what this meant for them and moving forward. Mm -hmm. And it was knowing that we as a team were showing up and meeting these women where they needed us to meet them, but still having that little nudge, like that voice in my head was saying, you could still do more. There's still things that you can help them with that are outside the scope of what the get the guy team was doing, which was great, but it was like, okay, what else? There's there's other things that we can be doing. And so that's literally when I had the fire lit under me to look at how I was going to help, how I, this is what I was here for. And I believe that that's why I was put here. Like it was all making sense. And I thought, okay, this is so crazy, but I I have to quit. I have to leave this team. And I think I've, I've grown up thinking that you only leave things when they're bad or they're not working. You don't leave things when they're, when they're going good, because why would you, why would you leave? Right. If it's good, um, like complete chills now. So such (laughs) same, that's such a powerful realization. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So knowing that, okay, I'm being called forth at this point, like I need to show up and I began teaching women how to set up their businesses because at that point they weren't making any income. So it was, okay, how, how do I help you get income coming in quick? Well, you don't need a traditional website. You don't need, you know, the whole, um, the whole wide slew of business stuff. You don't need email automations. You need a way to talk to people and you need to know who you're talking to. And so I went out on a mission to let women know here's what you need to do to establish your foundation and to start bringing in money. You don't have to have a full sales system. You just need to show up and have a PayPal link that people can pay you. And so that's, that's what the turning point for me was. Mm -hmm. It was like, I'm, I'm here to help people. I'm here to change lives. And this is it. This is where it's at. And you have to step out of that comfort zone of having a good job working with good people because it's time for you to jump into the big pond. (laughs) Mm. Oh, I love that so much. And that leads into um, what I wanted to ask you next. So how, how do people get to work with you right now? 
Yes. So I, I have come a long way. I have tried to set up programs where I could teach you the how and just set an evergreen program that you could come into and just learn. Um, but that was very hard to separate because like I said, I'm here to teach. I'm here to pass along these, these little pearls of wisdom that I have. And I have such a, a desire to help people. So I, I do coaching programs um, and there's varying levels. If you need one-on-one, -on -one, I can offer that. I have a small group starting in July called Activate Your Magic. That's where we take that little spark in you and just explode it like wildfire, whether that's in your life or business. We really like no looking back. We go all in. Um, and so there's that. And then um, if you're looking for something a little bit more business related, I have a business mastermind starting in the fall. Um, and that gets into more of the masculine and feminine of owning a business and starting a business. Um, so you can reach me on Instagram right now. My site is being redone because I realized I don't have to build my own site just because I know how to do it. So yeah. I have hired a team. So yes. it is currently under construction. So I love find me that. I love that. So yes, everyone find Abby on Instagram at the Abby, A-B-B-Y, Schultz, S-C-H-U-L-T-Z. And, and obviously everything will be in show notes as well. So you can just um, copy paste there. But to conclude, what is one key piece of advice, whether it's an action item, a quote, a thought, a question to ask yourself for those who are listening, who are looking to stand out and live just unapologetically bold, aligned, abundant, and freaking authentic AF. Yes. Ooh, I have the perfect piece. And I just thought of this the other day. Have you ever thrown a rock into a body of water, yes. right? You're skipping stones. The ripples yes. originate at the rock and move outward. So you are the rock. You start making the changes and then move outward. Don't try to fix the world. Don't wait for the world to accept you. Don't try to fit in. That's working the wrong way. So start with yourself and then just watch your ripples spread. Mm -hmm. And I would encourage you to look at how you can do that every day. What's another way you can cause a ripple in your life and someone else's life? Amazing, yeah, ripple effects. I love that, beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on here. I just adore you and I love chatting with you. This was lovely. My heart and soul feels full from this conversation. I know it was, um, yeah, it's going to be super powerful for everybody when we drop this episode, y'all who are listening right now. So thank you so much for coming on board and, and sharing your magic with the Amplify crew, the Amplify audience. Um, yes. yeah, I'm sure we'll have you back at some point too. I love that. Thank you so right. much for having me. You're welcome. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode and if you know of somebody else who is bold, successful, and unapologetically owning their unique magic while they make a big impact in the world, please send them my way. And it would also mean the world to me if you help me get this message out to as many listeners as possible. So if you liked what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you would please take 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating, write a quick review, and share this episode with your friends. Be sure to tag me so that I can say thank you. And until the next episode, keep showing up, keep using your voice, and keep being you. Because the world needs more of your magic. Yeah.